This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom here. Marlins follow the Padres in game one of this three-game set 6-2. to two. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Padres stick it to the Marlins early in game one of this three-game series out here at Petco Park in San Diego, California tonight. This is the 10th inning show with Kelly Sacco. I'm Kyle Seeloff. And Kelly, uh, story of the night, Ryan Weathers facing his former ball club whom drafted him for the first time in his career. He was traded by Miami or by San Diego to Miami at the deadline for Sean Reynolds and Garrett Cooper. Ryan Weathers tonight making his first start as a Marlin, his second appearance. Uh, didn't really go all that well. The walks really killed him. He gave up the grand slam. The Ha-Sung Kim in the second inning, and he finishes his night three and a third, five runs all earned, five hits, five walks, and four strikeouts. For Weathers, they know that they have that he has the stuff. It's just going to be a matter of harnessing it. It's a guy who you really want to go out there, get strike one, and trust his stuff in the zone. But he's someone who's just, as we saw tonight, erratic can't find the strike zone and those walks lead to runs and just served one up to Kim to really put the Marlins in a five nothing hole very early in the game so I think he's a guy who once he spends a little time maybe with Mel Stoudemire Jr. starts working on some stuff he's had success at the minor league level but he's going to have to find a way to flip the switch here at the majors because you're not going to get away those type of mistakes now he goes three and a third but how about the job turned in by brian hoeing in relief tonight four and two thirds a run two hits one walk and two strikeouts i can't see enough good things about brian hoeing the way that he has handled his role whether he's a starter whether he's coming out of the pen whether he's a long man whatever it is he's happy to do it and he comes at it with this determination and with this confidence and we saw that out of him today only allowing the two hits just the one run on the solo shot from Machado there in the fifth inning he's worked on some new stuff added to his repertoire he's been huge for the Marlins and despite them having the off day yesterday and having another one on Thursday you never want to go into the pen so early in the series and offensively not a whole lot to talk about but Bell and Berger keep on bashing again and again they've been fantastic for Berger two for four with a double in the first the home run in the sixth, that's his seventh as a Marlin. As for Berger, he extend, he extends his hit streak to 12. That's a, a major league leading hit streak, and he got on base three times. He's they both been fantastic. All right, Kelly, I'll see you back here tomorrow night, 6.40 local time. It is Lazardo versus Snell. We'll see you then. See you then. That's Kelly Sacco and Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ball game tonight. Marlins had runners at second and third with one out in the top of the first inning against Michael Walker, they let him off the hook. They did not score in the first. The Padres, however, did. Hassan Kim let off the bottom of the first with a double. Fernando Tatis Jr. walked. And then after a strikeout by Juan Soto and a double steal, Padres had runners at second and third with one out in the bottom of the first inning for Manny Machado. Ball and a strike to count to Manny Machado. And the pitch from Ryan Weather swung on, lifted in the air, left field. Going back, De La Cruz out of the warning track, back against the wall. He makes the catch. Tagging and scoring from third is Ha-Sung Kim. That's a sack fly for Manny Machado. And it's 1-0 San Diego here in the bottom of the first. 
Well, that lead would only increase in the bottom of the second inning after Ryan Weathers struck out Jake Cronenworth to lead off the bottom of the second inning. He then walked Campusano, the catcher, Cooper, that would be Garrett Cooper, the designated hitter, Trent Grisham, 7-8-9 with one out in the bottom of the second inning. He had nowhere to put Hassan Kim, and he had to come right at him. The 0-2 pitch, swung on, hit high and deep left field. De La Cruz going back at the wall. Goodbye. It's a grand slam for Ha-Sung Kim. Padres 5, Miami nothing. And Ryan Weathers really uh, struggled in this ball game tonight. He went three and a third, allowed five runs, five hits, five walks, and four strikeouts. And the uh, Padres had a 5-0 lead, and that would increase in the bottom of the fifth. Brian Hoeing was pitching with nobody on base and one out facing Manny Machado. He's got 18 doubles this season, does Machado. And he might have number 19. And here's a drive, and that is gone. Over the wall in left center field. That was a line drive home run for Manny Machado, his 24th of the season. I did not think there was any way that ball was going to get out of the yard. I mean, that thing was on a string, on a line. Machado goes deep at 6-0 San Diego. It was 6-0 going to the top of the sixth inning. Michael Waka was still in there for the Padres. And the first man that he faced leading things off in the sixth was Josh Bell, the former Padre. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Bell. That is swung on and blasted high in the air right field. Tatis is back. He's at the wall, and it's gone. Josh Bell has gone deep again as a Miami Marlin for the seventh time since he's been acquired. It is a solo shot leading off the top of the sixth inning, and it's 6-1 to one San Diego down. And the Marlins were not done in the sixth after Jazz Chisholm Jr. grounds it out three unassisted. Jake Berger doubled. He finished his night two for three. Brian De La Cruz lined out. Berger went to third on that line out. There was two outs in the top of the sixth inning for Jesus Sanchez. Jesus Sanchez swings and he hits it in the air down the left field line. Could be trouble. That's a fair ball. And it hops off the wall. It's rolling into the corner. And that is an RBI automatic double for Jesus Sanchez. That ball actually hit on the warning track up and over the ball, the wall. Ball goes out of play. It's an RBI double with two outs for Sanchez here in the top of the sixth inning. The Marlins have scored two times, and now they trail 6-2. to two. And unfortunately, they would not get anything more offensively here tonight. Padres beat the Marlins by a final score of 6-2. to two. Weathers three and a third, Hoeing four and two-thirds. Brian Hoeing, a real bright spot. He was great tonight. Four and two-thirds, a run, two hits, one walk, and two strikeouts. Walk of the winner, five and a third, a run, five hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. Pedro Avila, two-thirds of an inning and a run and two hits. Steven Wilson was perfect. Robert Suarez walked one, struck one out. That was in the eighth. And then Tim Cosgrove came on, and he struck out one in the ninth. That was a perfect ninth inning for Cosgrove. So San Diego beats Miami 6-2 for the Marlins. Two runs, seven hits, no errors, seven men left on base. For the Padres, six runs, seven hits, no errors, and five men left on base. Waka beats Weathers. Michael Waka now 10-2 this season. Ryan Weathers is 1-8. And uh, this is his first loss, or his second loss, I should say, as a 
Miami Marlin. Total time of game, two hours and 33 minutes in front of 32,192 here at Petco Park tonight. Beautiful night for baseball, about 70 degrees and cloudy, but just uh, always perfect weather out here in San Diego, California. With the loss, the Marlins are 64 and 62. With the victory, the Padres are 60 and 66. On the mound tonight, the Marlins struck out six, and that means $150 will be donated to drive the AutoNation Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the game one loss to the Padres. Uh, with weather today, you know, you see that he's got some nasty stuff is the biggest thing for him, just getting command, being able to, to really work inside that strike zone. Yeah, you can't walk five guys mm-hmm. uh, against a good team, um, good hitting team up and down the lineup, walking the bottom of the order to get to the top. Um, it, it's just not ideal. And, you know, we have, we're at the point of the season that every game, pitch, inning count, uh, is meaningful. Um, not that it wasn't before, but. Uh, we're at a, we're at the stage that you know we can't give free passes and expect to win games. Um, so we got to be competitive in the strike zone. Uh, he knows that, and um, giving free passes against a uh, good lineup like that is um, it, it's going to come back to hurt you, and it did. For Hoeing to be able to come and pick up multiple innings, just what can you say about his contributions and being able to keep the bullpen in a good place for you for the rest of the season? Uh, Hoeing looked great. Um, you know he's been good for us all year in, in a, all kinds of different roles. Um, didn't have to use another bullpen arm, which was, you know, ideal for the next two days uh, with Zeus and Sandy going. Um, so, yeah, it was – he kept us in the game and gave up one run. I mean, a solo home run. I said it all along. We can deal with those. Um, and, you know, against a really good lineup. Um, so he did his job. Uh, again, kept us in it. We had a chance. You know, we had bases loaded one out. We had second and third with one out. Um, the first inning um, didn't get any runs across. And, um, you know, those those are those are tough not to get any runs, you know, infield back or scratch a, a couple runs here and there um, to get us in the keep us in the game. Um, when you don't get any runs there, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the story of the game. With weathers or just that rotation spot in general, what's the plan moving forward? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we don't have, we don't have an, uh, the exact plan uh, just now. We're going to watch and see how weathers did, and then make a make a decision moving forward. It's not ideal this time of year, but you guys have I guess managed until this point. It's just the thought behind that. Just now is not the time to probably have that fifth spot that's unsettled for the rotation spot. Yeah, yeah uh, we're looking for someone to step up. I mean, we we need that uh, someone to keep us in the game. Um, and you know, give us five, six strong innings, and give it to a really good bullpen. Pass it on, and um, you know, again, he's got the good stuff. He's throwing ninety six, ninety seven. Um, you know, with a decent changeup tonight, the slider at times was great. Um, just not in the zone, not on the attack. And he's usually on the attack. Honestly, he's not a guy that walks a ton of guys. And um, you know, for it to happen tonight, it's just unfortunate. You had a chance to talk with Arise or see how he's doing, and then uh, Fortes also oh, that play, the play in the first inning, just scary moment there. Yeah, uh, Rise had a uh, stomach cramp, not like a viral stomach cramp, just uh, some cramping going on. So hopefully tomorrow he'll be okay. But uh, wasn't really worth the risk of you know pulling anything and uh, turning into something worse than uh, just a cramp. So um, pulled him out, and then. 
Yeah, hard play. Um, Tatis was running hard. Um, there's uh, uh, there's no ill will. There's no, he wasn't trying to like take out Fortes or anything. The kid plays hard. I know Tatis. He wasn't trying to elbow him. He's trying to get around him. Um, Fortes hung in there. I mean, that's a that's a um, a guy that's running as fast as as anybody. Big guy and um, Fortes made the right play. Gave him a lane. Ball took him in. Uh, made the tag. It was a hard tag. Hard slide. Um, it was just a, it was a good baseball play, um, and I, I don't think Tati was going after him whatsoever. It was just a really good throw, a really good tag, um, and a big play at the time of the game. What was it about Walker that made it so difficult to hit? And the changeup, we just could not pick it up. Um, we felt like he uh, maybe was t- a type of like Gonsolin type fastball changeup uh, kind of game plan. Um, you know, we took Gonsolin's split, uh, you know, eliminated the pitch. We couldn't eliminate uh, Walkers tonight, and um, and that's why he went so deep in, into the game and uh, a bunch of punch outs, three one, three two changeups. We knew was coming. We just could not uh, put a barrel on it, and he did a really good job tonight. The O two pitch to Kim is that where you guys would have liked that pitch to be? That was fastball. Um, yeah, fastball up and in would have been more ideal. Um, it was you know in, um, but I think you know if you ask him O two count, um, maybe maybe once in a different spot, but. But, he, I mean, he got to it. You know, it was 95, 96, whatever it was, um, on the black on the inside, and, and Kim got to it. So it wasn't like a terrible pitch just because it was a home run, um, but, uh, but you know, maybe more elevated. Um, but, yeah, he Kim put a good swing on it, and, um, you know, unfortunately, grand slam. I know a rise. Sorry. I know Rice came out of the game with a stomach cramp, but uh, after that inning, did he say anything about his hand or thumb? Uh, no. Because it looked uh, like a little bit of an uncomfortable. Yeah, style. no, nothing. Nothing's wrong with his hand or thumb. It's just okay. a, a, the the cramping that was the issue. That's why we took him out. Skip uh, Ryan started the last couple of years on that that side. You know him. What was your message to him as he came over here? Attack. Got to be on the attack. Um, he knows it. Down AAA, he felt like he was more inside the strike zone on the attack. Got more swing and miss when he was inside the strike zone. Um, that's probably why he's uh, going to be frustrated after watching that because um, you know, kind of outside the strike zone, uh, the the ump was you know pretty tight. There's no doubt, uh, but he called a pretty good game. You know, there was some borderline pitches, and um, you know, he made it for the majority uh, of the calls. Their calls were right. Um, and we just were kind of around the zone a little bit too much. And um, so, yeah, just more on the attack than what, than it was tonight. We got to it last time, but do you feel like the momentum shifted again in the first inning, second, third, one out, unable to get anyone in there? I do, yeah. I mean, I think if you get a, uh, at least one there, um, then, you know, you, f- you feel pretty good about uh, headed into the bottom. I mean, you always want to take the lead, uh, score first. I mean, that's always been the message, score first, score first. Um, and and feel back, had the right guys up. Uh, didn't come through. Bases loaded. Um, felt Walker was, uh, you know, we had two or three a bit, th- third time through, um, and uh, he was walking guys. Um, got got the count right. Um, you know, Wendell hit it hard, just right at Bogarts, and you know, double play, and um, just kind of unfortunate for us. It wasn't the first uh, career start that Ryan Weathers was looking for in a Miami Marlins uniform. He ends up going just three and a third, gives up five hits, five runs, four punch outs, and five walks. Let's hear what Ryan had to say after his start. Ryan, just the walks tonight, you know, what did you feel was maybe the biggest issue with command? Um, I think just a lot of nerves, a lot of, you know, it's still being fresh. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's been 20, you know, 20 days, three weeks since I've been traded. Um, yeah, there were just a lot of emotions today, and it was, uh, 
It was just a weird outing. Um, would have loved to have been more aggressive. Um, I felt like my misses were small. Um, I even felt like the you know the grand slam, you know, final walk three people. It's a solo shot instead of you know four runs. Um, but yeah. Where were you trying to go with that pitch that Kim got for Grand Slam? Um, I hit my spot. It was we're going inner half, just middle end, up and down, and uh, it was up and in fastball and a uh, good player. He put a good swing on it. Um, yeah. You touched upon it a bit, but was it nerves, though, wanting to like oh show them what they were missing by trading you? What was sort of you know that? Um, I think it was just like more it was just fresh. You know, there's a lot. You know. I hate that Kim got me. Kim's one of my better friends on the team over there. Um, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, Padres were all I knew. Um, yeah, I got drafted by them when I was 18. You know, I was here for, you know, two and a half years, the organization for six. Um, there were just a lot of emotions that went in today. Um, it's kind of tough, to, I guess, to lock it in. Um, but, yeah, still got to be competitive. You know, still got to go pitch my game. Um, but, yeah, just wish I would have thrown more strikes. When did you find out that you were – going to be coming in here and pitching today and just what's what the last couple days been like getting over here um i just got in here before you know the tropical storm hit um and so i've been here for about a day and a half just kind of on standby um i was just here whatever the team needs um it's my job to go out there and throw the ball well and just didn't throw the ball well today ryan just like you mentioned those guys over there knowing you because of the familiarity was there anything that you tried to switch up with maybe the way that you would normally attack uh, to, to kind of prevent those guys from being able to game plan? Um, no, nothing I really switched up. Um, you know, I'm a three-pitch mix with, you know, occasional two-soon fastball. Um, but, no, I've faced a lot of those guys a lot in live VPs, you know, throughout, you know, the last four years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's felt like I've actually, you know, pitched against them a bunch before. Um, yeah, I think it was just like I was throwing strikes. I just weren't throwing quality strikes when I needed to. Um, you know, they're a good team, and when you get behind in counts, you know, it makes it a lot easier to hit. You're able to settle in a little bit after the Grand Slam. What do you think changed after this one? Um, just started hitting my spots better, started locating, getting ahead in the count. Um, yeah, I think all those, you know, walks and hits, I was obviously behind in the count, so I think it's just like putting emphasis on getting ahead in the count and uh, just staying aggressive. When you're trying to temper emotion, maybe in that first inning, just knowing everything that you were feeling, what is the biggest challenge that comes with that? Is it trying to slow yourself down? Is it just trying to make sure that command's sharp? What, what's kind of the biggest challenge that stems um, from the emotional side of it? I think like tonight, you know, where I could have been, been better is just kind of breathe it out. Um, I think that's one of the best attributes on the mound to be able to breathe out situations. Um, kind of let the game speed up a little bit, kind of let the adrenaline, you know, take a hold. And, uh, yeah, in that situation, just got to breathe out and just, you know, it's the same game. I know they're some of my buddies, but it's the same game. Just got to pitch my game and, you know, pitch down in mixed speeds. And, yeah, it's didn't have it tonight. I'm curious, have you talked at all? Because Lozardo a couple years ago, he was traded to the Marlins when, you know, I guess maybe his career had started the way he had anticipated it. It seems somewhat similar to your path. Have you talked at all with him about that? Um, you know, I haven't really been up here a whole lot. Um, you know, hopefully that's a conversation we can sit down and have. Um, yeah, I think just yeah, more about the mental side, you know, pitcher you know is 90% mental you know just figuring out hitters and uh just keep being confident in what you do um yeah I wish results could have been different but you know a couple you know pitches here and there you know I'm right back in the ball game um 
just got to make those couple pitches and get back in the ballgame. All right, right back at it. It's going to be a 9:40 first pitch, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 9:10. It's going to be Jesus Cesardo looking to bounce back, and boy, do the Marlins need it. It's a pivotal 36 games left here for the Miami Marlins as they try to chase that last wild card spot in the National League down. As always, we hope you can join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.